Oh, you do you, buddy. Um, it's like his grades are good, but like got the comments like, yeah, John's not nice to kids and <laughs> kind of talks over everybody. Now, this is not me giving him a hard time, but that's you guys kind of knew that, though, right? We know. Well, he's a dick to us, but yeah. we heard good feedback when he's around like other people. Okay, like, we'll take that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah that is. Now good. it's like starting to seep into other avenues. His dickness. So I laid the law down. Like you need to do your homework about whining this week, or you're not going to the Blues game Saturday. Ooh, Ooh yeah, going hard at him. Yeah, and when we got sweet tickets. So, oh, yeah. even better. He's, I'm like, you can even have two. Sports. Now, do you have sweet tickets like sweet, or do you have sweet? We're tickets in the like, Bud Light. Zone. Okay, right. or Bud Light sweets. And it is sweet. Like it's uh, just too sweet. sweet. Hey, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, did you see the picture of his pallbearers, by the yes. way? Yes. Um, I guess I guess we're going to start uh, I, the, on that note. Somehow, at some point in all that conversation, I'll cut in probably around the spot where we're talking about your sweet, sweet for the game. Uh, but uh, look like at the slick, wet hair from AJ Styles. But, uh, yeah, so we'll probably... I mean, if he didn't have a facial hair, he would look like a woman. Uh, so, I, yeah. I, I'm into this feud, by the way. This is Damian Priest and AJ Styles. This is a good one. Uh, but and, and not enough of that right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get us in, back into the episode because we are gonna talk about wrestling a little bit because of the three that's on here. Mm. But before we we talk about the wrestling a little bit, there's I've got one story I want to talk about the spousal abuse for my wife. But before I do that, I noticed your hat, and uh, man, it felt like a very strong chance to pick up some take the crucial lead in that game this past weekend between Liverpool and Man City, the hated Man City, and it turned out to be a great game. But and I love the reaction of Pepe and Klopp after the game. But uh what was your what was your I almost texted you, but in case they did score, I didn't want to jinx it cuz it got so tight there at the end. Well, first off by you, you mean the Silver Badger. What's up? Everybody? Yeah, Silver Badger, sorry. <laughs> Jay is to my left. <laughs> yes, I'm here too. Yeah, yeah. There's three of us today. No Bender. Uh and I guess real quick, let's touch on that before we get back to that question that I asked you. Uh, Bender can't come out and play because he's going out of town Thursday. And you all know that the wife requires his 100% attention for the three days prior to leaving town. Well, I live in a very uh, nice glass house, so I won't be throwing any stones. Um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the best answer I could have hoped for out of that. <laughs> exactly. So, no, I mean, it felt like a prize fight. And that's what made the game so unique. I think that it felt like the final of the Champions League. I mean, it yeah. felt really good. You know, I, do you guys uh, listen to Men in Blazers at all, or no, know who no. they are? Mm-hmm. They're uh, two British guys who in are, Blazers. They are in Blazers. Mm-hmm. Hence, Men in Blazers. Great guys. Very funny. Uh, they they say it's like the English Classico. I mean, these are two of the best teams. That there hasn't been a rivalry like this in the Premier League since Chelsea, Man U, back with Sir Alex and Jose Marino were coaching. And Man it's U. been going on for a few years now, too. About two or three years. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the two best teams. There's not, like, a lot of animosity, Klopp and Pep. The only animosity they had ever was when Man City won the EPL, but Liverpool won the Champions League, and Pep took a shot saying, I bet he would trade three of those championships for an EPL championship. Yeah, yeah. And Klopp retorted, but it was friendly jabs back and forth. Yeah. But that was the closest they've come because it's hard to argue with a Klopp. He's such a nice guy. Everybody loves Jurgen. It's impossible yeah. not to love the big teddy bear uh, who also screams German at you. It's like if, yeah. it's like if a, a Care Bear mixed with Hitler. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. So you might yell at you German, but it'll give you a big yeah. hug afterwards. Uh, Liverpool started out a little sloppy in the first half and gave up a quick goal, you know, go down one nothing and kind of ride their feet. Like I said, it was like a prize fight. It felt like, of course, since I'm the Liverpool fan and they were – 
probably the underdogs since they're going into the Etihad. Uh, it was like watching a Rocky movie. They were Man City was throwing their best punches, and Liverpool was definitely staggering. Mm-hmm. But at the end, came out you know that final round and Rocky like you know. Come on. I, I got scared in that last five minutes from how many chances that Man City started putting on them. Yeah. Their pressure was a little bit better in that final. Uh, but I can tell you, I didn't get to turn on until the, the time goal, mm-hmm. and I watched it from that point on. Uh, but it's it fun soccer. If for people that are on the fence about whether soccer and, you know, being in St. Louis, it's, it's, it, I feel like it's the. Like, you know, we've got a lot of those people like, well, we're getting a team, but do I want to really be a fan of the team? You got to watch games like that to make you fall in love with soccer. I mean, in the, by all means, the Chelsea-Liverpool uh, game, we all went and watched. Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you right now, we've got to determine what our Black Friday plans are for England-USA. Oh, yeah. Because that's, I mean, it's Black Friday, so we're not doing anything. Wives may be shopping if, or something like that. Women be shopping. Women because <laughs> women be shopping. Here's what women do. Women shop. Uh, so we're going to be watching some soccer that day. So I'm well, excited I think, about uh, And I don't know Jay's backstory on soccer. I'd love to hear it. It's you dark know. and twisted. Ooh, yeah, very. It's a great backstory. Yeah. <laughs> Reading to avenge your father through a little uh, yeah. thicky tech. Yeah. When he was a kid, his dad <laughs> took him to a game, and when they were leaving through the alley, someone tried to rob them and shot his dad. Yeah. And now he is the he soccer avenger. A Mexican national. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And, so, and hey, some pearls. That's right. And some uh, pearls. You know, for the casual fan who's really on the fence about getting into you know English Premier League soccer or any kind of soccer, really, the World Cup is the best time to get involved in it. And now the U.S. has qualified. I mean. I don't care if it's U.S. curling. If somebody's wearing the stars and stripes, I'm getting into it. You know, well, you're a patriot. I'm a patriot. Q- Q- hey, American right now. That, that, that's not a good term anymore. It isn't. No, it's you know they, they took it away from us in 2017. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Just like the homosexuals took gay from us. Used to be awesome. I mean, it's been great. Word. I had a gay old time. Yeah. Can't uh, say retard anymore. Yeah. Let's oh, not even talk ooh, about yeah. the other term for cigarettes. Ooh, yes. Yes. We're not allowed to say that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 look, it's like for I know Jeremy's got the the Niners for the NFL. I don't know if Jay, I don't think you have an NFL. He's a, team. Car- no. he's a Cardinal it's, fan. It's kind of hard to organically jump feet into a team. But look, the the best thing about the English Premier League is, hey, it's Saturday or Sunday. You're hungover. You got the kids. You can't go anywhere. Throw that game on. Throw on some coffee. Have a little bacon and eggs. And watch a little. Well, footy. and honestly, for a guy like. Jay, who works from home during the week, and you usually isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Even those championship league games during the weekdays, or those your your country games that are on during the daytime. Yeah, those are even be- good. I love those. Like I love a weekday game. Yeah, I throw those on every once in a That's while. That's awesome. I mean, there's nothing like in, in American sports the passion of the English Premier League soccer fan. I think the closest would be maybe like SEC college football. Yeah, but you know, baseball fans. Unless it's like the World Series, they're not getting really, really into well, it, we, shouting and cheering. Well, I mean, we just know as ba- now. I have, I mean, I have been to, been lucky enough to go to a game at New York from between Boston and New York. They do get into the shouting, and I have been a part of some Cardinal games with the Cubs shouting. But realistically, even the dumbest baseball fan knows. We got 161 more of these, so yeah. that we don't need to blow our load until it's playoff time. <laughs> Well, just like the songs these guys, these uh, clubs come up with, and they're singing in the stands. I mean, they're pretty creative. And uh, I believe they call it cheeky over there. Cheeky, yes, the cheeky. Yeah. Uh, I yes. also think they say they're a bunch of good cunts over there. Do, do they have the 
uh, beer cup snake, though, like the XFL thing. I, I don't think they do. No, actually, I uh, believe in a lot of the stadiums, you cannot you can drink in a concourse, you can't take the beer outside. Well, because of the hooligans. Yeah. The yeah. hooliganism yeah. is a problem. I watched a really... Let me, let me rephrase. I watched an interesting movie that I enjoyed called Furios, Furiosa. Furiosa, not Furiosa like from Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, it was it, it's a new to Netflix, and it's a Polish movie. It's dubbed, obviously, for here. And it's all about some hooligans and how they run security for the town. That's how they make money or they steal stuff. Uh, but... They get in trouble by when the team plays bad. They go and beat up a couple of players of the team to send ooh, a message ooh. to them and stuff like that. And it's uh, well, but, or for uh, the Colombian national team of Escobar. Oh right? yeah, yeah, that worked great. They won a couple of World Cups after his tactics, right? I believe. Yeah, that. I think uh, the uh, somebody got beheaded, right? Uh, coach know. was it a coach or was no, it a, ref? It was a player? He, player, uh, yeah. He gave up the own goal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the US yeah, he was an Escobar too, wasn't he? I believe he was because this, yeah, because yeah. they did a thirty for thirty, the tale of two Escobars. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, so it was a good good Sunday though of watching soccer. But yep. uh, let me tell you what happened over my weekend real quick. Um, and this is my spousal abuse story. So I've been going to the chiropractor and I've been going to the doctor rehabbing for my back for the discs. Well, whatever for whatever reason, like I got upper back pain, like just out of nowhere Saturday. But we were and it kind of occurred like almost like a rib out of place. Mm-hmm. Because I was having trouble taking deep breaths. Just uncomfortable. Pain I could deal with. But I was starting to bitch about it a little bit. We decided as a family to go. I wish Kaylin was down here when I told this story because she really sells it. So we decided to go to the the loop because Kaylin wanted to go to Vintage Vinyl. I wanted to go to the comic book store. I thought, well, shit, I'll go there, go here, and then we'll... Hayden had a soccer game in the evening. We'll come back and we'll go to soccer. It'll be a good day. Uh, We ate downtown at at, uh, the loop uh, and... We, we went into a couple of stores that we had never been into. So, you know, I, I enjoy the loop. I think it's a fun w- little walk, yeah. especially if you've got no direction and you're going to have a couple of beers. I really like the uh, the ITAP that's in the loop. It's yeah. cool. Um, so uh, we did. I did buy a new vinyl. I bought the uh, the tattooed album for Sublime. It's one I didn't have for yeah. vinyl. Kaylin bought uh, Frank Ocean, I believe. She has 42 vinyls. I have 21. She's doubled me up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so we had a good day, but I'm getting out of the car, man, and my back's hurting. And we turn on the street and we're just walking along. I go, God, man, I wish my back hurt. I, I shit you not. My wife hauled off and punched me square in the fucking back, middle of my oh. upper back. Just bam. And I got so goddamn mad. But I got so mad I wanted to hit her back, but I can't. Yeah. And I was like, what in the fuck? You know? And I turned and go, what were you thinking? And Kayla just started dying laughing. And Missy, and she, we, and so much so we just got in an argument over this. Now, she swears up and down she thought that it would pop my back. And I'm like, that is the complete and utter horseshit. You just took the opportunity to punch me. And she's like, no, just because you don't think it would work didn't mean it wouldn't work. I go, I believe the fact that I'm in pain and it didn't work is proof that it didn't fucking work. <laughs> yeah. Has your wife ever punched you for like, I mean, punched you? No. Like, not out of hate, because no. that would be yeah. a fight. You know, yeah. That's that's yeah. a different story. You got to go, we had to report you guys. Yeah. But like, surprise hit, anything? Just mine? My North County raised wife is the only one that punches out of excessiveness? I got, I got smacked one time. She was joking around and didn't mean to hit me hard and yeah. really got me. 
Yeah. My kids do that all the time. Yeah, yeah I've gotten a couple uh, low blows from the boys, but I've never been hit by the whole wife. Yeah, it wasn't. The problem with that is she accidentally hit you. And, yeah. and the good thing, I mean, your boy's hitting you or, or the girl's hitting you. Yeah, that happens. My wife intentionally punched me in the fucking. And she goes, oh, it wasn't that hard. And I tried to. And you know when my daughter's on my side because. It's not that she won't agree with me, but she pleads the fifth. Yeah. She goes, I go, Kaylin, was how hard was it? And she goes, I don't remember. I'm like, you remember everything about it. <laughs> or everything about it. Uh, did I ever tell you about, speaking of your boys hitting you, about me hitting my dad when I was a kid? No. Well, so we used to, like, I mean, my family was rough. We, we fought. Yeah, we, we fought. I, I, that is canon. When yep. we wrestle, we fought. So we're one day, we're in, uh, my dad used to have this brown van, a murder van, you know, the kind that had the beds in the back. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and we're, in the, we're wrestling. We're outside a store waiting on somebody, and he's back there wrestling me, and I was wiry. And my hand slipped out, and he was trying to hold it back, and I was trying to pull out, pull it out hard. And when it slipped out, I tattooed him and knocked four of his teeth out. Oh, like <laughs> clean out, like blood everywhere. He was proud of me. <laughs> he got false teeth, and a year later, another wrestling match, and I guess I had like a shark in the water, I had a smell of blood, and same thing happened. We're wrestling, and I got free, and I come right over top, and I cracked his fucking false teeth right in half. I had to have hit the same spot twice. Perfect. Tattooed it. And my his friends were making fun of him and he were like, Well, I guess he's got good act, a good yeah. targeting ability, but that's never happened, right? And you're nope. family. No. <laughs> my uh last time my dad put his hands on me, I was in eighth grade and my brother and I got in a fight and I just cold cocked my you know, little brother, yip, 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 and just went boom. <laughs> just brought all the weight behind it. He went down like a sack of potatoes and then like you know that, like, when you're a kid, you done fucked up when the kid's, like, he's holding his face, and then, like, it's a slow, <laughs> one, yeah. and that's when I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> you actually I heard him. Try. And then you're immediately- My dad comes down, he goes, what happened? And my brother was like, he hit me. My dad grabbed me by my collar and threw me against the wall. I was like, next time you want to tango, I'm ready. And I, I think I pissed myself a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say, your wheels immediately start spinning. How could I spin this to where it wasn't my fault? As his dad's walking down. I don't know if I could kick my dad's ass now. Everything would be 50-50, man. He still lifts weights and shit. It's He's 68. Uh, also, probably a little bit of an indictment on you. That's more of an indictment on me, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he, it was like when we played basketball as kids, too. He'd be, like, just talking trash and, like, you ain't ready to beat the old man yet. And wow. I, I get it in my head. Now, you could yeah. beat him a basketball. He was like, what a real... I would hope. <laughs> uh... My my mom, I mean my mom. We've I'm pretty sure we've mentioned in the podcast. My mom historically would trash me and my brother because she was so much smaller and we were both big guys. Uh, she would hit us with frying pans. She would she broke my finger one time wrestling because I had her. I wouldn't let her go, so she grabbed my pinky and just broke it. Damn! Yeah, whoa. she's punched me and my brother in the nuts multiple times. Like hard like i so much so that there was when i started dating missy she was convinced we were never gonna have kids because of the amount of nut shots <laughs> that i've taken over the years from sports from my mom from uh playing the cup check game we used to me and john shannon all of us we'd be go camping or we'd be drinking we would always ask who your favorite gm in all of sports is and no somebody go who mitch cup check and drill somebody in the nuts because <laughs> we thought we were clever and uh yeah so we it's it's a it was a rough life it's certainly though it's been years since I've had any kind of that roughness. Like, my girls have never beat me up. Um, fucking wife did it when I wasn't looking, of all things, too. Just sucker punched me square in the middle of the back. So normally, pop your back and just pick you up and kind of shake you. Not, oh, you know, not cool cocky in the no, back. Punching you square in the back. Yeah. 
that next time she has like uh she's got like a uh, hiccups or something i'm gonna punch her in the stomach like oh i swear to god i thought that was gonna help well this was quite the uh backstory to <laughs> abuse of your family yeah yeah we backed our way into knowing yeah. how brutal it was growing up with me i mean my my grandpa had a black paddle with holes drilled in it named felix and he used to whoop the shit out of us I, well let me rephrase it he used to whoop the shit out of me and i'm fairly certain i'm the only one that did have it coming because i was the youngest boy so i was the asshole and uh my brother was the oldest and by the time he got big you weren't using a paddle on him but my sure it was, it was no problem for me from like 8 to 11. Jeremy's getting his ass whooped. <laughs> and I had it coming. But uh, anyway, what about you, Jay? How's the week been for you? Oh, it's been uneventful compared to all this. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All started with my wife punching me. Yeah. What a, what a pain in the ass. <laughs> Here's a pain no. in the back. What a, yeah. what a real bitch, am I right? <laughs> uh, Women be hitting. Yeah, like, Women be hitting. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I think the closest I've ever been in that situation is I punched my brother in the nose about 10 years ago. Mm. We, we went down to the lake after work one day. I'd worked like 10 or 12 hours. I was exhausted, played with my daughter for a little bit, fell asleep on the floor. Now, what was your job at this point? I was doing UAT testing. Okay. So, like, if something's wrong, we have to work ungodly yeah. hours yeah. to get it fixed. Staring at a screen, which I'm yeah. not even joke-giving crap. It, it can be exhausting. Yeah. Ten I'm, hours of looking at a computer screen without moving is a pain in the ass. Yeah. So I fell asleep in the middle of the floor, and he came up, and he just smacked me in the chest. <laughs> and just out of reaction. Wait, wait, did he at least say, woo? No, he didn't. Oh, no. He was, in, he was the one in yeah. the wrestling, though. Yeah. But uh, I I didn't know what was going on. I hopped up, and I just punched. He's a little bit taller than me, so I thought I was going to get him square in the chest. Well, he decided to sit back down in the chair, and I got him square in the nose. Oh, man, that's a good one. Like, yeah, So you good. felt bad? Oh, I felt horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't know. That's the difference between me and my brother. If it was an accident, we'd have been like, yeah, I meant to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, fun, the funniest time I ever abused a woman. Uh, <laughs> I was at a party in college, and uh, we were all sitting around like a living room, and this girl's like, hey, Hummel hit me. And I go, all right. And I, so I threw a full beer can at her, Ooh. and uh, she missed. <laughs> Boom. Marsha Brady style. <laughs> I felt horrible. Like, she did say hit She me. did. And yep. there was minimal yeah. blood. And now, I go, did you put some stink on it? I put a little, well, it was a little probably, more mustard than you expected. It's about 18 feet away. And you were drunk. I was drunk, but so, I mean, yeah. it was. You didn't know your own strength. I, 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 I zipped it in there, baby. <laughs> I threw and, her a fastball. Uh, yeah, she wasn't, she, she wasn't on the hands team, apparently. <laughs> Maybe she I mean, like, she couldn't, like, it went, it was like a field goal. Like, she put her hands up, went through the hands, and just smoked her, like, right in the top of her nose. Oof. Oh, that's a tough one. She had a couple black guys. You, uh, I think you had just this last week off, right? That's all. You were here the week before that. Me and you. It was just me and you. Yeah, I've only missed one week. Yeah. That's like a record. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it, what's been that two weeks like for you? Oh, I uh, made my return to Mother's Brewing uh, this past Springfield Mo. Yeah, they've. Uh, I haven't been. Guess no shit, more over two years. No more prehistoric brewing company. In I saw that. But, uh, ah, damn, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've uh, cleaned. Have you guys? What was last time you guys were there? It's been a while since I've been to Mother. Um, the the a, yard looks nicer. Yeah. Uh, the beers were pretty good. Uh, Their beers used to be exceptional. Yeah. And when last time I was in Springfield, I not only did I stop at prehistoric, but I stopped at. Uh, 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 the Brown Derby, because I love the Brown Derbies. Okay. And I told them how much I used to love Mothers and how it's slipped over the last few years. They go, well, about four or five years ago, the original brewer left. Oh, yeah. Do. Like, that makes more sense. Yes. It's like Schlafly, where I've never had anything bad, but another thing I've ever been like, hey, guys, you got to try this. Yeah. But yeah. Schlafly's like, my beer brand, you know? Oh, shit. Uh, 
when you need another beer, I'll let you yeah. get it because so you can pull out what yeah. you brought. Okay. Yeah. So good. But speaking of that, but yeah. not Schlafly, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, a, a funny tale, if you will. You guys will laugh. Well, that's kind of what I've been fishing. For. Uh, yes. Oh, you don't want serious tales? I want to entertain anybody. <laughs> Uh, I only, take, I only take, in addition to funny tales, the other tales I'll take are American tales, duck tales. Uh, what other kind of tales? Tall tales, I'll take. Oh. And even fairy tales, but no serious <laughs> tales. Love it. Or violence. Yeah, uh, or violence, yeah. So uh, Thursday night, I'm staying in Jeff City, and I don't know if you guys know Jeff City too well, but I'm like out kind of in the suburbs, not downtown. Didn't feel like driving all the way to the capital, so I just go to the Buffalo Wild Wings off 54. And it's the, uh, you know, Cardinal crowd is still in there, and it's like, eh, you know, go mm. sit at the bar. I'm like, all right, I got a choice between sitting by two Hoosiers or sitting by the old guy. I went with the old guy. That's that, always a good one. It That's was a, a bad choice. One. Oh, really? <clears throat> he would not shut the fuck up. He talked to me for an hour straight, which at first was fine. He was telling me all about his uh, jury duty case. And then he started was it going. A murder case? It was not. It was somebody got fucked over by. I want to say Amarin. Clearly the man. Clearly, Clearly the man. He's like, and I'm going to pay. I'm like, good for you, sir. So uh, then he had a couple beers, and then he started getting a little racist. His old men are oh, to oh, do. Yeah. So he's like, uh, what's what, what, who's the Cleveland Guardians? Like, well, they had to get rid of the Indians. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, you know where this is going. <laughs> He's like, I don't know why they got rid of the Washington Redskins. They weren't like they were called the New York N-words. Oh. Except he didn't say N-word. Yeah. <laughs> Real awkward. He's in Jeff City, though. So I'm yeah. like, I can't wait for this to end. Where's the check? And so then he starts going off on Joe Biden. Surprise, surprise. And he's like, you know, he's a nice enough guy, but just remember, you know, it reminds me of those, you know, those gas lines in the 70s. You remember that with Carter? I go, yeah, I do. You no. Said, you should have said, ah, I didn't get my license till 82. Yeah. I go, uh, no. He goes, well, sh- I mean, you want to be at least driving? We were what, 13, 14 in 78? I go, how old do you think I am? He's like, I don't know. I paid you like 60. I'm like, dude, I'm 40. He's like, oh. oh. <laughs> Again, I the, second, Ke- the second indictment on Tom in yeah. this episode. Yeah, and I text my wife, who like, hates my hair and my beard right now. I'm like, I'm, getting, I'm going to men's hair salon here in the next week or two. It's like, uh, oh, oh, yeah, your beard, and you're, you know, you got so much gray. I'm like, okay, like, whatever. <laughs> I'm going uh, to describe what we got here, and then I'll let uh, Jay tell I you. I think we have Lovin'. Why That's we've what got, we got it. What? Remember yeah. that. Always. What is it? Love is what I got. <laughs> okay, that's the album I bought. I know, right? I mean, come on. That's a segue of segues. <laughs> well, that's a good one. So we've got a beer from uh, Four Hands. It is a 2-22-22. It is a barrel-aged stout with a little cacao. Isn't that how you pronounce it? Cacao! So. Cacao. It's the French pronunciation I think for cocoa. how Rob Riggle would pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. Cacao! Uh, or David Keckner would be like, cacao! Uh, it's uh, with a uh, cacao and coffee. Um, this is probably going to be a pretty stout. It's an imperial milk stout brewed exclusively for our friends at Schnooks Markets. Was aged in freshly emptied bourbon barrels with, I almost said epitome mm. for whatever reason, uh, bourbon barrels with coffee and chocolate. Expect notes of rich espresso and bittersweet cacao balanced Ow. by lingering Fudgy malt sweetness. Nobody ever wants in, to hear the terms lingering fudgy malt other than in beer. Yeah, uh, but Good point. so now what is the significance of two twenty two? Just because of the, uh, I think that's the day they probably bottled it. Oh, I guess because it's cute because it's all twos. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was all twos, and they 
had some kind of deal with schnooks for it. Um, but I'll let Jake take it from here. So on your birthday, I said next time we got together for a podcast, I'd bring something, something special. So I had, I had this sitting in there. Well, that is a delight. Yeah. Sir. So cheers. cheers, cheers, my friends. Yeah. This is a. By the way, this um, untapped glass I got here. I have two of them, and they were free because I ordered the ones Ooh. that I have with the logos on it. Yeah, it smells very chocolatey. And they sent me the wrong one, so I sent them a picture. Said you sent me the wrong ones. They said keep them. We'll send you more. So nice. Oh, what do you think? That is a delight. It's really good. That's really, really good. Well, that I mean, it's been a while. It's like drinking a Luther Vandross album. It's so damn smooth. Yeah. Maybe some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross. Well, how's the rest of that go? You know that? We'll definitely set this party off right. That Kanye song? <laughs> that original Kanye? Oh, his first hit. Like, really, wasn't it? I think? Speaking of songs that are uh, not in my uh, wheelhouse, are you guys playing Hurdle? Uh, no, I told you why I didn't play it. Because you're old? No, because it, it messed up on me like oh, two days in a row where it right. didn't switch the song. And so I would guess the song that it was playing to me, and then it would say, no, it's this song. But it was like hung up, so I'm like, well, fuck you. If you can't get your shit together, I don't want to play you. Hmm. I'll probably go back to it. I've, I've never tried it. I've never done Wordle either. Get I'm, I think you missed here. the boat on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just holding out because everyone's posting it on Facebook. I'm just like, I don't, I I don't want to be part of it. On my buddies. Now, yeah. I only posted out when I got one and two one time. And then I have a buddy from high school who's a former like newspaper editor. And he's good. So if I beat him, I feel really good about myself. Yeah. And he plays it where if you do it in four, that's a, that's a, if you do it in three, it's a birdie. In four, it's a par. And then it's bogey, double bogey to get them all. And he always has golf analogies on it. So I like his. So I, mm. I, that's the only person I'll ever, I don't like the sharing of it either. See, I got to the point where it's like fast and furious. I'm just not doing it enough spite of everybody else. It, I didn't know. And I actually, it's funny that Bender never called me out on it. But for the, the first time it was brought up on this podcast. I said, yeah, well, after you guys talked about it, I played like 20 of them yesterday. And Bender was like, oh, yeah, it's addictive. I was using the wrong website. It was a imposter wordle website because you could play just as many as you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then I was like, why do people keep sharing it? Because like, we know what the fuck they're doing anyway. Yeah. And then I found out I was using the wrong one, and now it makes all the sense in the world to <laughs> See, me. See, what I should do, since I get up so early, I should play it. Get the word and just post it ruin on Facebook it and ruin it for everybody. Oh, yeah, ruin that it. That is, would be that'd be a, that'd be a dick move. It would be. I'd be like back going uh, back in my experience of my life. We walked out of the first showing in Joplin of Independence Day, mm -hmm. and we just walked through all these hordes and hordes of people sitting in line talking about how the aliens won. And people were so mad at me and doing it. But we were giant young kids, and nobody was stopping us from talking about it. So I found this clickbait article about. Uh, um, Infinity War and Endgame about this guy that went on Instagram and spoiled Infinity War the day it came out and this guy got pissed about it so he befriended the guy on Instagram actually became really good friends with him somehow went and saw Endgame before the guy and then DM'd him Every single spoiler. The long game there. Yes. You gotta respect that kind of hate. That is and this, one kind of end game. And this guy's like <laughs> Yeah. This guy's like, Why did you do that? And he's like, Cause a year ago you posted all this stuff about Infinity Game Infinity Wars and spoiled it all for me. Huh. Wow. Yeah. God, that is a kind of defiance that you can respect, man. That yes. is that is heavy. I, I that guy's awesome. That guy might be my new hero. Yeah. 
If anyone did that to me, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but the patience that comes with that, waiting and befriending him and putting up with his bullshit, because I'm sure a guy was a dick in real life and wanted to talk about a bunch of movies. It's so, like yeah. the nerdy version of the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really is. <laughs> that absolutely is. Yeah, nice, nice one. So, all right. Well, this is a fantastic beer. We haven't done this in a while. Let's give it a rating, and we'll start with the guy whose beer it's here in celebration of, uh, Tommy. Damn, man. Was that uh, two? Uh, put you I on think the four and a half out of five. That's what I said too. But I, but I also have been listening to a podcast called The Wrestling Brain, and the four and a half uh, out of five is the Cowards Five. Oh, I'm gonna go five out of five. I like that. Uh, well, I feel like uh, I, I didn't mean to jump the gun on you, but I feel like I'm not a coward. I was gonna say four, and it's a solid four for me. I was gonna say four and a half, and I'm sticking with it. Yeah, All right. gonna, yeah. Because if we learn anything about pro wrestling, that if you're going to take the coward's way out, by God, you sell being a coward every week <laughs> to yeah. get over as the best heel in the company. He's a huge. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's quit beating around the bush and let's uh, jump into pop culture, but let's kind of our unofficial throw it to Missy segment since she's never here and it's now taken over just to be in the second half of our show period. We need a new name then. Well, we'll just, we'll call it's it. It's punch Jeremy in the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's pop his back. Oh! Uh, so I, what I wanted to talk about, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on wrestling, but we do want, I did want to start with a wrestling topic. And Jay and I talked about it before the, 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 the tape was rolling. How awesome is Wheeler Yuta right now. He's pretty In the AEW and, and uh, Ring of Honor world. I didn't yeah. even... I had to look up what the pure championship meant. Uh, I don't know what it means, actually. So it's it's modified rules. Um, you get three rope breaks. So if you're in a submission move and you grab the ropes, that's your first one. Okay. It, even if... It doesn't even have to be a submission move. If you grab the ropes, it counts. They have to break the whatever they're doing to you. But you have to be in a hole, though. Uh, uh, I don't think necessarily. If you so like go, to the, like, go to the ropes to, to, like, you remember, like, if somebody's trying to punch you and you duck through the ropes, that's sure. a rope break. Okay. So. Or they're going belly to back suplex and you grab the ropes. Oh, okay. have to break like it. Yeah. yeah. But, like, if you, if you, someone tries to throw you out of the ring and you skin the cat to stay in the ring, that does not count? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while yeah. since and I've seen a, a match. There's a couple but, other rules yeah. to it. And but, um, like, if you're, if you're being, uh, choked down on, and you've grabbed it three times, you grab it. They, they hold it. You have to tap. Huh. I like it. So, uh, yeah, he's got the pure championship right now. I don't remember what the other rules were, but that was the yeah. main one. I'm looking it up. Here's what the, uh, the, the pure wrestling rules. One, each wrestler has three rope breaks. We got that. Two, there are no, no closed fist punches to the face. Uh, three, a wrestler is subject to a 20 count by the referee if he goes to the floor. And it's, so the, it's the pure rules. Mm-hmm. And so he won that with the Ring of Honor coming back and what it's doing, which is a big deal. I mean, it's a title, and yeah. but it's a mid-card title. Sure. But the week he won it, he came back and did the main event on the, the B-show for Rampage. But it was not only just the match of the of the week for AEW, but it might be early candidate for match of the year. It was a great fucking match. A lot of color. Yeah. And yeah. we've been a little critical of AEW's use of color. Yeah, yeah. But it was good in a good, even though the spot it was used, I did like the stomp. Um, it was clearly a blade job. I mean, you could see because of how quick it came out. Yeah. Uh, but it sold the cup fighting from the bottom, and he sold... He got great baby face, you know, uh, he fired up and there was a, it was a lot. Of, and Moxley, I even t- texted you guys, 
they book into that show with the Blackpool Combat Club, and those two guys are on another level right now in in working a match in yeah. psychology. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, so that kind of leads me into a segment I had for you that I shamelessly stole from this wrestling wearing okay. show. Okay. Okay. The uh, the game they play, many of the games they play, is called Push, Hold, or Bury. Okay. Right? I, so, get the, I get the premise of that. All right. So, give you three tag teams, and you rank them Push, Hold, or Okay, so or push bury. them to the championship, hold them where they are on the card, or bury them and never hear from so, them again. Yep. Wrestling version of Mary Fuck Hill. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. All right. Blackpool All right. Combat Club. Okay. Okay. Red Dragon. Okay. FTR. Well, that's a you got Ooh. the hardest one ever. Okay, I got it though. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, I'm going to uh, push Blackpool Combat Club. Okay. I'm going to hold FTR where they are because where they are is fucking amazing. Okay. And they're already at the top of the card. So, and, and then I'm going to bury Red Dragon because I just, I'm not, I'm now Adam Cole. I'm sorry. Bay Bay. On. I think you're legally allowed it. Yeah. yeah. Bay Bay. I'm, I'm in on him. I'm not in on the stable right now. So of those three, that's the one I'd bury. I would agree with that. <sighs> FTR I think is just so good right the, yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, of all the weeks to have that match with the Young Bucks and then have it overshadowed completely, it and just it seems was, wrong. Well, and even uh, the the internet wrestling community, or at least the version of it that where the Bleacher Report resides, mm-hmm. they even said, they go, the only thing that sucked this week is that the best tag match we've had of this year was overshadowed by the best, most surprise entrance to stardom we've ever seen for from AEW. And, you know... And for the people saying that they can't grow their own stars, they turned him into a star. Let's see what the follow-up looks like. Oh, it's got to be yeah. something good. Yeah, He's got clearly in the combat club now is where it's going to have to go. So and it's obviously going to be someone with best friends. Probably Trent. Yeah, they've been teasing that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with do that. Do best friends turn heel? Boy, I tell you what, their mm. gimmick would make them a good heel team. Yeah. The hug after like some dirty cheating and yep. stuff, that would be fun. That'd be fun. It might be hard to push him right now with Orange Cassidy out, though. Well, it's the best time yeah. to make him heal is when Cassidy's out and he comes back and he's the ultimate loner. Yeah. Yeah. That could be good. All right. So your next one. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. Who should take the belt off of Scorpio Sky? Wheeler Yuta, Darby, or Sammy getting his win back? Mm. I'm going to go. You go first this time. I went first last time. I was going to say Wheeler, because Darby's been there, and I really can't stand Sammy right now. I'm going to agree with you. Sammy's Ty Conte on-screen persona and his gimmicks, DXian in, in, in execution, mm. aren't very entertaining to it me. It will work if they embrace it and be a heel. Because yeah. like, this like, is wrestling. Has a romance ever worked except for when Macho, Macho and Liz got and back Elizabeth, together? Yeah. That's the only no. time people oh, cheer for it. Um, so in, fans are turning on them apparently because oh, yeah, they're editing out the booze. Yeah, I read that. Yep. Yeah, well, they ruined it. They ruined it by bringing her into it and we, so, you know, and those, the smart marks knew what happened with his previous girlfriend and yeah. it, he just his, proposed his to fiance, her fiance yeah. in October yeah, so, on air. Yeah, and look, look, you know, you made the right choice. Yeah. Let's, be, let's be frank, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. You can't rub you can't rub people's noses in it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot that went with that, and I'm gonna say Wheeler because Darby has had that title and he did that title justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's Darby 
Darby's like Jake the Snake. He don't need a title to be relevant. You, no. you know, um, and Wheeler, that could be the next big thing for Wheeler, especially putting him into that. That could be like they're going to say, yeah, like, like for instance, a Blackpool could say, we do want you in, but you, you, and you've got our respect. Now you got to earn your spot and earning a spot would be go to capture a title in this company. Yep. And yeah. for it to come out of nowhere would be awesome. Like to just, you know, surprise match or winning the match on a, on something crazy and then getting it. Um, that said, I think Scorpio Sky's been good, good performer lately too. I don't like his stable. There's just something off with him. Yeah. I and I think it's I, I don't know. Is it just the promos aren't that great? I don't think he can work the mic. He needs Ethan Page to do it. He well, doesn't need Dan Lambert. E- Ethan Page to me is clearly the charismatic MVP of that group. Yes. He's he's a, the much better one. Scorpio Sky's got a great move. They set. have uh, yeah. moved on from the, I know it's no longer X-Pac Heat. It's just it's solid heat now, I think. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Because they were matched up with Cody and Brandy who yeah. were <laughs> Now, do you got one more for us? I do. One more. Let's go. All right. As you know, that there's going to start being more and more crossover with ROH. Mm -hmm. Who should have the ROH title first of these three men? Christian. Okay. Miro when he comes back. Okay. Or Joe. Um. Okay, uh, since he went first last time, I'll go first. It, and I'm going to answer it from not who should have it, but who's going to have it. Uh, it's going to be Joe. Joe's going to get that title. Um, I think because it makes sense because it's a, some, very much a Samoa Joe return home kind of thing. Uh, I think Miro would be a great choice. In fact, I think a Joe Miro feud would be a great feud. Um, and then Christian... I don't know what they're going to do with Christian, man, because I don't see him. Legit- oh, he's turned. Tur- as soon as the uh, Jurassic Express lose the belts, he's turned heel, and him and Jungle Boy will have a single. It, may, it yeah. may. He may be the reason they lose the belts, which I'll be okay with. But Christian clearly, he's Captain Charisma when he's a bad guy. He's yeah. Been, yeah. He started hot and like he came in with the same kind of momentum that they that CM Punk's been able to continue, although wrestling mid Carter matches. Uh, except for MJF, you know, I mean, you know, wrestling those young guys. Uh, Christian came in doing that; it just went nowhere. And with MJ, with Punk, it's kind of went. Did somewhere. he know? Because he started out right away with Omega. He did start out with Omega, and that was big. But, but then I don't know if he's been hurt or something because he hasn't wrestled wrong. a whole lot. He wrestled yeah. one time in the last two, three months, hasn't he? And that uh, was recently. twice now. I, Is it? Yeah. If I was going to be Mister, both are recent. Yeah. If I'm doing fantasy booking, what I would do is have Hangman lose at Revolution or not Revolution at a double or nothing to Punk. Mm-hmm. Then he can start a feud with Jericho to get his win back. Yeah, and just kind of keep him off the title for about a year. Yeah, and then you know do elite stuff eventually. They're gonna have you have Joe and Punk for the title at All Out, which is a great that yes. would be awesome. And then you have Christian win. You know he turns heel. He beats them up. He goes a separate way. He wins the ROH title, and then you have Jungle Boy go after the ROH title at all. Mm. Um, I, I'm like, a fucking dork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, like I said, um, don't get me wrong. We were all all in on Kenny. I mean, on uh, Hangman at uh, Page. Uh, that they I, they clearly lost the steam. Um, I, honestly, I think it's the booking. Oh, it's it's got to be. I think the, the fans are still behind them. But. It's the booking, and it's the not just the booking, but they're 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 creative. Like the booking, the matches haven't been booked well. And I'll be honest, they could have they could have turned it up with the murder hawk, the murder bird, as someone I called him on TV fine. last I think, week. I, I gotta say, what's been really disappointing. Cole's been really disappointing. Cole's been disappointing, yeah. and for me, Paige is 
Mike's stuff has been disappointing because there's nothing there. Well, they never let him talk. Yeah. When like when he came out and challenged, I got a little goosebump actually when he's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> you might want to settle your affairs. That was good shit. Yeah. yeah. They don't give him. I don't, here's the thing. I don't think they have enough faith in him. That might be every a, promo because he's never going to be Stone Cold. No. On the no. mic. He's never going to be The Rock. But he could. When he gives a passionate promo, you know, the whole, the, I'm going to give you my blood, I'm going to give you my sweat, and I'm probably one way that I'm going to give you my tears. That is a great promo. Yeah. But they cut him off all the time because, and I, maybe they're going to do the whole, oh, he doesn't believe in himself again angle, which. I don't want to see that again. I don't either. He's been yeah. the champ. He beat the greatest performer on, on the planet when he beat him, you know? Oh, and here's the problem. He came in after Kenny, and even if Kenny's not wrestling every week, he's a presence on TV. Yeah. And they haven't done that every week with Hangman. Yes. Well, uh, you know, one thing I, uh, Cornette and his little uh, buddy talk about all the time is one of the things that made, I mean, Russo for all of his problems, one of the things he did well was the backstage segments where he would have Stone Cold on three times throughout the night, oh, yeah. four yeah, times yeah. throughout the night. With the exception of like MJF, nobody's on a second time usually. Yeah. And, um, and you're there to build characters week after week after week. When you see, if you're a punk guy and he's in the opening match, you know he's not coming back again. You might be like, yeah, we'll see him next yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I like AEW's doing, but I I don't know if they rely on it too much, is the YouTube stuff. Yeah. I agree with that. So being the elite is awesome. And you get a lot of story there, but if you don't watch it, you don't necessarily know what they're building too slowly. And I, Do you guys watch Dark Elevation? No. Yeah, I do. You I do? Know. Okay, I don't. They're Matt Cordona in it. Uh, they they rely too much on guys going out and getting over on the YouTubes. Yeah. Which, by the way, he just collected his sixth championship. Seventh. Seventh. And he posted. He goes, guys, stop letting me wrestle your champs. It's enough already. My bag's way too much at the so airport. So he has seven belts right Seven yeah. belts for seven different promotions. So right he's now. doing the belt collect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, and, you know, he came in and had the match on, on AEW and then disappeared. He, I tell you what, it'd be a nice slow play on him collecting belts to come back in the spotlight because mm-hmm. the internet wrestling community loves him. Yeah, I don't. He, I heard a little bit about it. he did a ninety day contract and Tony was like thanks but no thanks. But I, there was no bad blood. He wisely didn't trash the promotion. Yeah, no. And if I'll be honest, I think he's smart enough to know by doing what he's doing, it could be a bigger storyline for them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but anyway, yeah, let's let's get off of wrestling. Uh, unless you got anything else to add, and let's go to Jay's no. first topic. Um, so I watched the Tony Hawk documentary. I did as well. God, it was so good. Yeah, me hey. and Missy watched it. Um, there was a lot of rehash in it, but it's always fun to see him out there and hear his story. Yeah, it's what was good about it and what I enjoyed about it. And I almost, for like three quarters of it, thought that they weren't going to do this. Tony Hawk's been married four times. Yeah. Oof. Um, and I didn't think that they were going to touch on it. And they did a good job kind of glazing over it. And then suddenly in the last third of the movie, he talked about... I wasn't. A, he goes because of my, you know, the way I went about robotic way I went out about skateboarding. When it cost me a lot of fans at the beginning because everybody hated me, and they did hate him when he was a kid. I, I for one was a Christian Soy guy. I was like, Tony Hawk's a skinny punk, and Christian Soy gets all the style, all the air. He's the best skater in the world. Anyway, yeah. Tony Hawk's been the best skater since he was fourteen years old on the planet. Yeah, and. He, uh, you know, he talked about it. He goes, but the way I, he even stepped away from the sport, and then he became famous again. And then when he became super famous, you know, he kind of let that get away from him. And he said, you know, I made a lot of bad decisions to a lot of good people. And he got into it. He went into rehab. Mm-hmm. He, he, yeah. although he didn't say the words rehab, yeah. because I checked into a clinic, and he 
got good with his kids again, found a new woman, said, uh, you know, and he said, you know, I, he goes, I know I can make a relationship work because the determination, the drive, and my ability to stick to a schedule with skateboarding, I could take that in my personal life. And he, and he had never done that. Um, so they got into the dark stuff, which was awesome. They, they talked a lot about his dad, too, and the influence a lot he about had. His dad. See, and a lot of people didn't know unless until you watch that documentary. Uh, his dad, probably as much as Tony Hawk impact he had on pro skateboarding, his dad equally did. Yeah. Because when he found out his son wanted to do it, his dad was like, well, if he's going to do it, I'm going to make sure it's on the up and up. And he created the skateboard organization to start judging the creating rankings and oh, doing these competitions. That's cool. And well, he was yeah. the head of it all. Yeah. So Tony and, Hawk got a lot of shit from and people. And people hated because, Tony because they were like, well, the only reason you're winning yeah, is because your dad. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then it re- drove a rift between them. He said, I do better when you're not at these tournaments. Mm. And so he started, he could not go, but he actually, when they were there, it was like, he's not my son. Yeah. We just weren't together. So. And they talked to his siblings about like the impact it had on the whole family. And it was really cool to see. Yeah. Th- this whole side of it that you don't normally he's, see. By the way, he's his youngest sister was 14 years older than him. Yeah. So and he had three siblings, and his youngest one. Went, so his parents had him when they were 45. Oh, okay. So he 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 didn't have any. What he didn't have any. By no means was he a deprived kid. They supported him, but emotionally, it kind of you could see how it led him to be where he was. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, like I was talking to Missy, I said it's it's funny that because uh, Rodney Mullins on there, who's a He's like, uh, like I guess if there's a comparison in any other sport to him, it would be like that uh, mythical surfing figure that surfs the North Shore in Hawaii. Nobody ever talks to him, but he's out there doing his thing. Rodney Mullins is a skateboarder who's considered the god of freestyle. He's uh, Actually, he's a super genius. He does TED Talks. He's huge in the philosophy, and he's been Tony's best friend since they were on the Bones Brigade. And he, hearing him talk, I love. Plus, he has a weird cadence to his voice. Yeah. And then all hearing all of his peers that were there with him and the guys to follow, they go, you know what's crazy is we're all beat up, but none of us are beat up as Tony is. Tony's had more injuries and more serious injuries than all of them, breaking his pelvis to uh, everything. And they're like, you know, when they show you, he's holds, I guess, quote unquote, the record for the most moves created. He's got a hundred moves that he was credited with creating over. That's why he's broke everything. He yeah. tried it all. The nine hundred was him. You know everything. And you, it gets you a newfound respect, and, and everybody's like, it, what's great about and scary about Tony is when he tries something new and he doesn't hit it, you see as like, here's his worldview, and then he tries it again and doesn't hit it, and it shrinks, and it shrinks, and it shrinks, and, and it, it shrinks, mm. until he sees nothing, doesn't see you, doesn't see anything, sees the move. And they show him for like hours and hours just working on a move. The 900. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And he goes, literally, he would do that move until he that he had to be taken out on a stretcher. And then, so when he hit it in the competition... It was like a big deal because no one had ever landed it in competition. There had been rumors people had landed it. And, you know, it's it's, it's just... It seemed like on the competition, too. They just let him do it and do it and I do it until it he got it. Yeah. I watched it live. They said... The one, they're like, you know, the, the old cliche, how can you not be romantic about baseball? You know, from Billy Bean. It's like, how could you not love skateboarding either? Because no other sport... When he hit the 900 in competition, the time had expired. It was best trick. Yeah. They had, like, 90 minutes... Just a twelve skaters just going out and trying the every trick. At the end of the competition, the best trick overall won. He they the other skaters just stepped back and let him for the last five, six minutes try it. Time expired. 
ESPN stayed on live. They stayed on it, watched it until he hit it, and they didn't even bother going to the scorecards. They just gave him the award right there, hmm. and it was like, no, no, that'd be like at the end of the football game. Well, this game's so great, let's just let it keep going. Oh, like ten yeah. cup, or yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. I guess the eagle. But uh, it's, I tell you what, for me, it might not be a five, but I think it's about a four and a half out of five. I'll yeah, go give it about the, the same. I'll go with the coward's way of saying five. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, it's on uh, HBO Max. Um, and it's well worth watching. And I'm going to take your segue for my next topic. Uh, and this is just something I'm excited about. We're going to have family movie night Saturday. Mm-hmm. And guess what we're watching? What are you watching? The Batman on HBO Max this yes. weekend. Is it already out? It comes out this weekend on yep. HBO Max. Damn, they pushed it. it up. Yeah, they pushed it up. But they only pushed it up a day. Yeah. But still, I'm super excited. It'll be my second time watching it. I'll see if I feel like it's long. I have a theory about why people think it's long. It is long. But all the people are like, well, I liked it, but it felt long. Well, it's because you knew how long it was going into it. Justice League felt long. Justice League felt painfully. There's that yeah. Snyder cut. It took me three days to watch it, you know? Well, yeah. Batman nice. did not, I did not feel bad watching Batman. No. I loved it. I'm excited because I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. What oh, about you? So what you got? Okay, so. Poop culture world. The poop culture world. Uh, I guess we'll start off with HBO Max. Goddamn winning time is so good. I haven't watched this week's episode yet. All right. We won't talk about that. Yeah. I started watching your pirate show. Yep. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> Have you watched What We Do in the Shadows? No, but I've always been interested. Okay. Here, all right, here's my problem. I would suggest pro- you don't. Okay. If you don't like the, it, yeah. it's completely Taika Waititi sense of humor. Well, yeah. it's fine. I, all right, here's what. Here was my problem, and I'm going to sound like a huge homophobe here. Is everybody gay on this ship? <laughs> like <laughs> on this ship? Yeah, I think everybody's gay. Almost. <laughs> I w- I just wish like. As yeah. they started kind of going down that path, I'm like, is it that hard just to have two guys just be buddies? Because it was like, this is a good, you know, cute I, little. It was like Beard and uh, his and lasso, his, and yeah. I loved it. Like this is great. He's and then it's like, oh, now they got romantic yeah, feelings but that, for each other. Yeah, that's oh, kind of the point right. of the show. And as you go, you'll see hetero relationships really spring up by the end. So of So I'm not done yeah. with it. I'd give it a three out of five. Yeah, um, yeah, you know. That's probably not my humor, but uh, have you ever watched Flight of the Concords? I bailed on that show so very see, quickly. It's, yeah, it's, it's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. This sense of humor, it's okay if it's not yours, but yeah. for yeah. those of us that love it, it's like it's it's the purest form of it in this yeah. show. Um back to your winning time. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it this week, but have you heard the criticisms from the people in the inner circle of that Lakers run? Well, so I read the book, and they do. But see, the thing is, like, it's some, it's a show. Like, you have to hit the emotional. Well, point. there's one point in particular that everybody is focused on. That is the detractors. All right, what's that? And that's Jerry West. They say it's completely not Jerry West. It is not. But see, the thing, yes, they said that after the first episode. Yeah. But like, I, they've really mer- mellowed out Jerry West, like as the show has gone on, and so. Hmm. And I'm going to, yeah, I think it was, he was so over the top in the first one. Yeah, he was so angry and like motherfucking people. He'd he'd come across as dumb. He'd come across as a bit of a a kind of a doofus who doesn't deserve to be there. Yes, yes, I agree. He's been much more well-rounded character. And I will say this, I'm going to, uh, I stand before you and I flip-flop. That's a line from The Simpsons, the main one. Yeah, one. Uh, I said I didn't buy... um, Adrian Brody as Pat Riley. Oh, he's until I saw a picture of that era of Jerry West and Pat Riley sitting next to each other, and I go, "Why well, take it back?" Adrian Brody is looks like <laughs> Pat Riley. I think he is the second best performance on the show right now. I'm really excited about uh, Paul Westfall, aka who I did not know who that was until I read the book. But 
Jason Siegel apparently just is playing him perfectly too. Yeah. But I don't know who that is. I mean, I know who Pat Riley. We all know who yeah, Pat Riley yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. But saw a really great article uh, on Jason Siegel today about leaving. He left Hollywood after uh, a couple of movies. And uh, oh, after uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother ended, he left, moved out of Hollywood and moved to like middle of nowhere, USA, in small town. He goes, I just like going to my local restaurant and getting a sandwich and chilling and not being bothered. And I got to tell you, He's quietly had a pretty damn good career, like making choices like this from rom coms to this movie, then obviously his Apatow stuff. He is a poor man's uh, Paul Rudd. Everybody loves Jason Siegel, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they do. And I think, and like, I think by, by the end of the How I Met Your Mother, which I think we've discussed on the show how badly that ended, mm. he was by far the only character and actor I just yeah. didn't want to fucking white, murder. White yeah. chocolate. Yeah. He was the best. He yeah. was the best. And and he's he had, plays the same character every time. Yeah. And I've watched some. I've watched a lot, uh, like you, you know, through the pandemic and working from home. I've seen some uh, a lot of independent films that he's done, and he's a delight in those. Yeah, uh, you know, but he has been a different character. Is he, now, is he married? Yes. Okay. Now, like he's been a different character. Like he's been the creepy asshole in like uh, Knocked Up. Yeah, he played the like the the really greasy lecherous guy. I think in this one, but like he's just playing himself, but a slightly off. Well, look, I don't want to shit on the guy. Yeah, he's a good, I think I wouldn't say he's a. I, I good think he's actor. got. Well, here's what I'll say. I'll agree with you that he does seem. I think he's got deceptive range. You don't realize, yeah, that he's doing something a little different because it feels like him. Oh, I mean, like, like Bill Murray. Bill Murray's got. He's great, True. but he's got sneaky range too. And nobody gave him credit until uh, the Japanese movie that's overrated, but he still acted his balls off. Oh yeah, uh, lost in translation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Dracula's Lament. You know, when he played the little piano with the song. Perfect. Yeah. You know, great. Uh, the show is getting that's better. A, by the way, an underrated rom com right there. Very yes. underrated. Yeah. Uh, it's. I can't, of course, I can't. we're talking for people that didn't catch it. The reference, if they didn't, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Which that song was something he created on his own. He created yes. the whole play. Yeah. The whole play is a play that he actually did, and they were like, "We gotta put it in yeah. the movie." <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm also excited. I forget the actor's name. Ready for one? Uh, plays uh, Barksdale in The Wire, showing up as Spencer Haywood. Uh, oh, player. I can't think of his name. Remember the Titans? Yes, he's also remembering the yes. Titans. Uh, no, it's just been great. Uh, the other show that I finished and... Mix it up? That's fine. Um, Jay, have you watched Severance? I have not. Okay. Uh, the finale was this weekend, or I guess, yeah, Friday. It came out a day early. Amazing reviews. It mm-hmm. was phenomenal. And it was one of those things where it's a nine-episode season, and I forgot about that. Yeah. So I'm like... Oh wow, that's a great way to set the finale, and then like, oh fuck, yeah, another uh, sneaky uh, great actor, uh, Adam Scott. Yes, great, great yeah. in everything he does, and uh, comedy, se- serious, romantics, yeah, you know, rom-coms, and, and uh, you know Ben Stiller was one of the head writers and creators of the show, yeah. and then he was on as I think we all have mutual love for this podcast, Fly on the Wall. Yeah, I didn't listen to this week's yet. Uh, it's Stiller, or no, it's Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, yeah. Tim Meadows, oh, they put him over big time, and uh, yeah, he's loved under him. the he, comedy community. Loved Tim Meadows. Yeah, he uh, he he t- he told like they were one big thing about that show that I love is like, all right, so how did you get past like how did you get your first sketch pushed? And he's like, well, I got kind of lucky because it was my, like Sarah Silverman never got anything through, which is heartbreaking because of how famous and funny she is. Yeah, because you don't even realize she was on the show. For exactly. Her. I mean, I remember she was on because she was like, I'm featuring Sarah Silverman. Yeah. But like, and every once in a while, you'd see her. 
Yeah. Um, and Ben Stiller, I for- yeah. completely forgot he was on the show. What, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like he quit in uh, and Janine Garofalo too, and that yeah. that whole yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. They went over to his show. Yeah, and, and Bob Odenkirk wrote for the show and all that. And uh, with Tim Meadows, he's like, yeah, it was actually my second uh, skit he ever wrote. Got on, and I totally forgot about the skit. And I could not find it on Google. But do you remember? Uh, I remember the skit when he talked about it. He plays Cyrano. Um, which is like the character is like got the long nose, yep. Yep. and he's doing the Barry White voice for Alec Baldwin. Was like, yeah, baby, I'm just gonna give it yep. to you like this, yeah. And yeah. I'm really, like, oh my god, that was a great skit. And he's it like, was. so then he wrote another skit that I remember that was hilarious. I can't remember right now. And Lauren was like, so who helped you write the script? And Tim was like, I wrote it by myself. I was like, hmm. like didn't believe Tim Meadows actually yeah. like wrote the skit. So he's like, I'm gonna partner you with somebody anyway. And like, yeah, I love how everybody has a Lauren. And, yeah. Uh, is, is Tim Meadows the comedy version of Don Cheadle? You know, Don Cheadle is a serious yeah, actor. That sounds but, racist. But, but he's been, honestly, though, he was the black guy that like. was in a lot of movies and was respected among his peers but never really caught hope. Tim Meadows seemed like he was the guy that was along for the ride. I, in SNL, all of his comedic brothers loved him, but the fans never pushed him to the forefront of his own starring features and stuff. He's... Well, God. did you watch Ladies Man? Because that was pretty bad. I, I kind of. I haven't seen the movie. It's not bad. I, I, that, seen the I movie. love the skits, oh, no, but the know, movie. I did, I did. I did watch the movie. I didn't hate it, but again, you know, he never got like a. That was. I mean, I, I know it's his yeah. racist seeming on the surface, but I think it's a pretty solid comparison that these guys have been well liked. For a long time, they're the kind of guys. Both of them, you're like, oh, before obviously before he became roadie and before yeah. he got, and even had a great shows on uh, Showtime. But it was honestly, they were both the kind of guy. Oh, oh yeah, I like him in that. That guy's always good. I don't know. I see him. I see uh, him more as a uh, Keenan Thompson. God, everybody's so racist. Well, Keenan yeah. Ken- like Thompson I, is like, I guess the why every white receiver, white wide receiver, yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. Oh, McCaffrey, so yeah. McCaffrey, yeah. Uh, yeah. Keenan oh, Nelson out there. Ke- Keenan Thompson like took the foundation that Tim Meadows gave and like yeah. tripled it, <laughs> yeah. tripled it. Um, so I went down a rabbit hole of like starting that like because this I just I think one of the reasons that grown men like ourselves love wrestling is like we just love the backstage stories behind it. Yeah, and the only other thing really in pop culture that's like that. It's Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. And so I was going down through uh, SNL interviews as I was driving around today for work, and I heard this story I've never heard before, Norm tell about Chris Farley. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, I forget Norm was after that crew of Sandler, Farley, and Spade. So that year they had a a weekend where they would all just go get wasted together. Mm. And uh, Chris Farley tells Norm's like, "Hey man, I want you to meet me in my cabin. I got a secret for you, but you can't tell anybody." And Norm's like, "Okay." Like, and he didn't know Chris really at all. Yeah. So he goes to his cabin. He's like, "All right, man. I swear you cannot tell anybody this." <laughs> Norm's like, "All right, man." Like, he's like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Like Chris Farley trusts me. He's like, "I think Pat's a woman." He <laughs> 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 just sold it like dead serious, and he just said that was the funniest thing ever. And then he also. Apparently later got hammered and uh, was like, hey, I could do impressions too, guys. I'm a salad. Got butt naked and started sticking Roman bata- Roman tomatoes up his ass. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was... Uh, when was Sandler on SNL? What was his years? Uh, 92 to 96, probably. Yeah. yeah and so I don't even think it was that long. Norm was 93 to 98. So they all kind of overlapped in that period. Yeah, because Farley was in uh, Dirty Work with Norm. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. It was more, maybe, was it 91 to 94? Was Sandler? Sandler and Farley got fired. Yeah, and Chris Rock. 
Oh, I didn't know Chris Rock got him. fired fast. Too. Yeah, and Norm got fired because Lauren didn't think he was funny. Didn't, didn't well, no, he no. got heat from from upper management about the OJ jokes. Yeah, we heard eventually that it was stuff like that, but the reason was that I didn't get you because so for years Norm thought. Well, Lauren just doesn't think I'm funny is why I got fired, and then it finally started coming around. Norm is, you know, in the pantheon of comedy, like maybe the still underrated. And when he died, obviously a lot of com- love came out there. But quietly, one of the funniest guys. Like <laughs> he ever. was the he was the comics comic when yeah. I wrote his yeah. little eulogy on Facebook. Like they I, all I, speak of it. Like I'll tell you another guy who you know I don't know if you guys have noticed this on the show, but like Carvey puts over Bill Hader a lot. Yeah, and a lot I, of guys I, like Bill Hader. Yeah, Hader's real. Like I think the funniest skit in the last ten years, uh, the last ten years of SNL, were the Bill Hader puppet skits. Oh yeah. Oh my god. By the way, the See, I, trailer for Barry season three is out. Ooh. ooh, it looks good. I can't wait. She always liked the Stefan stuff, and knowing really? the fact that he had no clue what was coming, yeah. made it so much. Uh, better. Who was the? Who was, the, was it? Uh, that was Malanfi. M- Malini. Yeah. Malini. Yeah. Malini. Yeah. Who's? Because they they wrote together and they write all these and then. He'd go back and change them before they went on air. Mulaney, arguably the best host in the last like three to five years of the show. He's, yeah, it's either him or Ham, right? Yeah, and and both are you know really accepted by every. Well, Mulaney was there. Yeah, he was there. What? So no, Elon Musk. Yeah, uh, or Steven Seagal, mm. notoriously the worst host. You know, I feel like yeah, well, Musk has got a Gosper's, right? Yeah, yeah. He Musk is. Uh, I, I didn't think his was that bad, but it was fine. Yeah, the Wario skit. Yeah, there was there was, you know what though? Here's the deal with Musk, is in the uh, the viral video uh, 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 highlight mm-hmm. that has become everything that is consumed on social media. His didn't produce as, an, at least one really solid one, and therefore, oh, that he was he's bad. Yeah, but like even the guys, you know, even Carvey and, and Spade will tell you. There's some really bad episodes of SNL out there that people just don't remember because it was pre-internet time. And yep. like everybody says, the best season of uh, the best years of SNL was when you were in high school. Yes. And even then, though, and remember, Lawrence there's a greatest hits for a reason because a lot of those episodes had a couple of cow turd sketches on them too. Yeah, I think. Th- I mean, the golden age. I know, obviously, it fits right into Lauren's uh, trap, but. That 86 to 93 run where, I mean, God, how many famous writers came out of that? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know until recently Jack Handy was a real person. Yeah. 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 You yeah. thought he was just the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and even, uh, what's his name? The uh, uh, I didn't, And also, I didn't know the head writer. You remember the, the principal in uh, Billy Madison? Yeah. He was the head yeah. writer for years. I forget what his real name is. Smigel. uh Robert Smigel. It's not Smigel. That wasn't no, that Smigel, was, yeah. but Robert Smigel was another one that yeah. I thought was a fake guy when, like, insult the comic dog. I was like, it sounds like a made-up name. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it was and, an anagram and or something. he did the Mulaney uh, hater thing where he would write jokes and pass them to Norm sitting on the desk. Yeah. 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 Well, Norm could do that. Norm did that, does, did that to people on his show. Norm yeah. would write their jokes. He would tell jokes just to bomb, just to, like, sell it. Like, just didn't give a fuck. He yeah. might be one of my favorite uh, Weekend Update Hosts, uh, up there. I mean, probably uh, you know Dennis Miller gets a lot of, uh, and, and for good and reason. Kind of, yeah. He was hey, very. Spudley. He was also super smart, um, and I loved him at the time. And that was when he was still a Democrat uh, before he turned Republican. Uh, but and he did it by himself. He didn't need help. Yeah, you know. Um, All right, top three uh, weekend update hosts for ooh. everybody. All right, uh, for I got, me, for okay. me, okay. Uh, Dennis Miller, 
Would not be in mine, okay? Kevin Nealon. Would be in mine. Yeah. And um, I don't see, I'm, I've never been a massive Jimmy Fallon fan, so I'm, and I know a lot of people love him. I'll have to come back on the third. I got to really think about third. I'd love to say, you know, Aykroyd and Hooks, but. You're not mentioning the guy that we just talked about? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Norm. Norm. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, Norm. His Norm. window was so short, it seems, because of how he left, but it wasn't. He was on there had, for a while. Yeah, I think he had three songs. Yeah. For, Norm. It's, and <clears throat> for me, Norm probably actually is at the top of that list. It would go Norm, Miller, yeah. Nealon for me. I like Norm, Nealon, and I really like Colin Jost and Michael Che. He doesn't. Uh, I think they suck. He doesn't. Oh, and see, I love, see, and I love it when they trade jokes. Yeah, I think they're great on that. I, I think my thing with Michael Che is he, apparently he's like just a bad person. Yeah. Just a dick. I know that he goes after like comedians who he's very defensive about people thinking he's not funny. Where I think yeah. Colin well, Jost would laugh I've that heard, off. I've heard some uh, but, so, uh, stand-up say that he's been difficult on shows. Yeah. Uh, he's I got a, one of my throw it to Missy topics as a as a stand up comic story here. So the guy too, I so. think we're forgetting about, um and not I mean, I would probably have Tina by my fourth. Yeah. My third would be Seth Myers. Yeah. 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 Uh you know, yeah. Yeah, Seth Myers is a good one. I you know what? The only the reason he doesn't stay on my list is because that's when I wasn't tuned in. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that's fair. I mean, if we're going by who's tuned in, I mean, I thought Colin uh, Fer- or not Colin, Colin Quinn. Well, Quinn always got. I was going to say he's a deep cut. So Ty Colin Quinn for me is another guy that was probably brilliant. I didn't watch it enough. I really watched Colin Quinn on his shows after he left. Yeah, his Comedy right. Central show. Unfortunately yeah. for Colin, I think he's the uh, Tino Martinez sometimes of the uh, weekend updates. Yeah. He just came in at the wrong time. A better person because yeah. Tino Martinez apparently is a huge douchebag. Really? Yeah, I didn't know not, that either. Not, Makes sense. They didn't release Tino because of the bad play. They released him because he was a dick in the dugout. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Was he a dick here? Yeah. yeah. That's why they got rid of him. Oh, I thought you meant the well, Yankees did originally, no. and then he came here and was a dick. No. He came here and he was a Yankee, Mr. Multiple World yeah, Series winner. He got paid $7 million a year. And yeah. Actually, he's probably the last At big a time, free agent position player the Cardinals went out and got. Well, technically, it would be Matt Holiday because he was a free agent, and he was out there for a few months before we signed him. But he was a signing trade, or no? I guess he wasn't. But we've tra- we, we he tra- was on our roster though. Yeah, we traded for him. He became a free uh, agent. He sat yeah. out there for months, and then we signed him. Yeah, we and we we uh, negotiated against ourselves to get him. Yeah, and ran Albert off because of how much we paid him. Yeah. Uh, do you find it ironic? Uh, you know, not to I don't know, Alanis. Not to uh, hit, pu- punch down on someone with cancer, but uh, do you find it ironic that? Uh, the bad guy and Albert leaving through the media was uh, his wife, who like oh she was very vocal. She about was it. very vocal about leaving St. Louis and how disrespectful. So when he comes back, he divorces her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be interesting to see if that ever comes out. Well, she she already addressed it. The, oh, yeah. the divorce was in process before she went into surgery and before she found out what was going on. So somebody be stepping out, right? Well, I mean he's. The machine, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, go out there and slay the poon out there in LA, <laughs> you know. Yeah, as Chris Rock uh, elegantly said, a man's only as loyal as his options. That's right, <laughs> Albert Pujols has the options. Uh, Wait, yeah, which I did get sent a funnier die video of uh, old childish Gambino doing Tiger Woods. Oh, he, yeah, he fucks bitches. Yeah, that's good. I love it, that. That it was a great sketch. Donald Glover oh. had a lot of great sketches he on did. SNL. Like his, <laughs> his, uh, or what? No, I'm thinking of uh, 
well, I was mis- I, I'm not I swear I'm not racist but I was thinking of Chance the Rapper when he was on SNL yeah. doing his play by play for the uh, e-gaming and stuff like that yeah that was good stuff so I as, uh, just real quick because this is definitely not a golf talk podcast uh, Masters this weekend that's and what I, I'm talking about and I was uh, I was driving around I did a lot of driving this week with work and I'm like alright there's a podcast that I downloaded like three years ago I think it's the Barstool's golf podcast, and I wanted to listen to something to just kind of get me in the mood for the Masters. And it was not great. Yeah. <laughs> but they, what really like just drove me crazy, like gr- grinding my gears, if you will, they kept calling Tiger Cat. Like they were cute and funny. Like, oh, I, think, yeah. I think Cat's going to do this weekend. Oh, yeah, Cat, man. I think he's, you know, I think he's going to make the cut. I'm like, what a fucking dorks. Like, yeah. Well, I make don't, it like, I don't like Barstool anyways. So. Uh, oh, you know, spitting chiclets is okay. Yeah. Making the cut yeah, was all I needed from Tiger this weekend. Yeah. And I'm glad he made the cut. There's, I hate, right. like, the Masters Sunday, I was so pumped. Like, day, weather was going to look good. Smoked a brisket. Like, I can't, like, the. So one of my, whatever reason, when he said smoked, I was thinking, really? Smoked a doobie and yeah. watched the Masters? One of my, yeah, I'm sweet. Uh, one of, like, life's sneaky good pleasures for me is back nine on a major on a sunday like yeah it's nice outside put the windows open you're drinking you're watching golf but like besides rory coming back yeah it's kind of cool yeah uh that- i i'll tell you this in golf i like a good uh victory lap even though i do like close games and when it's coming down the wire i don't think there's anything like as exciting as watching a player going through the back nine of the Masters or any major when they've got a commanding lead because then it's just celebration. Oh, yeah, I like it when it's. I love close games, but man, I tell you what, when guy like when Tiger walks up on the 18th hole in the last Masters that he won, and he's got the lead, if people are going nuts, I love that. Like if I could set up anything, it would be back nine. Four guys I've heard of, each of a major, you know, yeah. every one of them has a major, within a stroke of each other, fighting it out in their last nine. That's good shit. With, with someone like a Rory yeah. shooting yeah. up. <sighs> or a, a DeChambeau against uh, Kepka. That would yes. be awesome, too. Even though they've buried the hatchet, which is bullshit. I thought oh, golf they was haven't. better with them being angry at each other. Like, when they were vocally Ooh. angry at each other, it was better. Yeah. Uh, was the last majors where uh, Brooks was sitting there... Doing an interview, talking his metal cleats. Yeah, uh, talk, uh, talking talking about how I don't know how the other guys are doing it. And the uh, Shambo, the Shambo walks by. And he goes like, "We hit it straight," <laughs> but you hear click, click, click. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck, I hate that guy." Yeah, he gets <laughs> mad at him on air, and and he. It's, That's good. They need to show a person. Well, and and you know what. The metal cleats things—they're banned in a lot of places now. And but Bryson refuses to not to, to to go plastic and or sneakers, the new sneaker style, which are way more comfortable. And you went to the PJ, right? Did you do it? Yeah, you? I went to the here. Yeah. Did you get to go? Mm. Would I, you, went, I went to a World I, Golf Championship in 2001. I followed Captain. Oh, uh, how'd that work out for you? Um, we were on the course when uh, all the planes hit. Where are you? Okay. Oh, I'll be hard. It, it sucked too because my best friend worked in the Pentagon. He got transferred out a week before, and I hadn't talked to him. Oof. So when the planes hit, I'm like, I, I couldn't get a hold of him for yeah. a few days. He got transferred out a week before, and it hit his office. Oh, oh my wow. God. Yeah. Talk about good luck. Yeah. That is some Look good luck Seth there. MacFarlane overslept his flight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I followed Kepka around at both practice and in the tournament because I just felt like watching him tee off in, in the in the uh, driving range. Mm-hmm. And then also I like Kepka because he's a big guy yeah. in golf standards. Yeah. 
And following around, it's like, this guy, I think this guy's going to win this. And I'll be goddamn if he didn't go yeah, he out did. there and win it. So, like, my guy now is, or one of my guys I cheer for is John Rom because he almost, yeah. he basically almost hit into us on yeah. 17. And, like, could not have been nicer and chiller and cooler. And Well, I also forget <clears throat> that I am best friends with um, uh, Phil Mickelson because he high-fived me. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah. Uh, so, I am best friends with he Phil. He sounds like a good human being. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not aging well in golf. Uh, well, he won a major last year. Yeah, well, I'm just talking about he's kind of blackballed blackballed, with his stance on uh, Dubai and all that stuff. Yeah, hard take, hard take to sell. Uh, But anyway, uh, let's let's. Hey, look, I don't care how long we're going. We've typically been in an hour and a half, but let's at least go to the next topic that Jay brought. All right, I watched Bad Rap. It was the Asian rap documentary that came out. I think it was 2016. Anybody famous in that? Aquafina. Okay. But uh, it, it was very interesting to see in the Asian perspective of rap and how they don't really get a shot and how the male Asian rappers really didn't like Aquafina because they felt she got uh, preference because she was female. Huh. Yeah, female. She's been accused of you know racial appropriations yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, she did. I, the only negative thing I'll say about Aquafina because I have enjoyed her acting in in multiple movies. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I had to watch it without Missy because we all know Missy's racist towards Asians. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Crazy <laughs> Rich Asians. Asians. Crazy Rich Asians was a good movie, and she was great in it. Yeah, uh, she was great, great in Shang uh, Shang Chi, and so I will say this though: now that she's got Uber fame. She speaks less ghetto. Yeah. And that's the criticism that she's been getting throughout her career is that she is faking the accent. Um, That said, I find her very entertaining. She is. And that was one of the things they pointed out is she she knew how to get people to talk about her. None of the other people on the documentary did. And I didn't hear any of them. I haven't seen anything they've ever done. Well, I'm trying to look up the ones that I know... And I only know one, and it shows you how great I know, because I can't remember his... Oh, Dumbfounded. Yeah. I don't know if he was on there, but no. I love Dumbfounded. No, and they didn't have, like, Lyrics Found, who I know of. He worked with uh, Black Alicious a lot. Yeah, he's, like, the number two on the yeah. most famous Asian rapper list. And then, Dumbfounded's uh, three, but I know him. I'm dumbfounded by this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Dan the Automator. They didn't talk to him at all, either. Oh, yeah. Well, some guys don't get... Yeah, credit as being guys that have been accepted and here for a while. Yeah. It's like, well, they're not really Asian. They're they've been here for so long. Yeah, making music. Uh, or like uh, the Neptunes. Yeah, uh, you know. So, which I know Pharrell Williams is not Asian, but uh, I, you know, I can't remember the Asian guy's name. Yeah, but, uh, he was a part of the Neptunes. Yeah, so that's a big deal. Uh, I watched what uh, there was something. Uh, oh, I watched Bad Vegan because I found the story interesting it's about a woman and i don't think the documentary accurately portrays what actually happened with this woman i think they do get to it so she owned what was the most popular vegan restaurant in the world like celebrity over celebrity went there her staff loved her they were die hard into her and she fell in love with a guy that was convinced that convinced her that he could grant her immortality through this cult leader so she started stealing money from her restaurant and funneling it all to this guy. She got arrested, and she's super pretty, super pretty. She's a dime piece, but it makes you want. I don't think that that's actually what she was doing. I think she was going along with it, and she was going to – because it turned out the restaurant was super, super in debt, mm-hmm. and I think she was just going to steal the money anyway. 
and she was going to find her scapegoat. They don't really go into that much, but yeah. it feels like she's smart enough to know better because she borrowed a lot of money. It was a restaurant in New York, for fuck's sake. You I know, know there's there? a tube steak joke there somewhere. Yeah, yeah so. no doubt. <laughs> but uh, it was, it, it's on Netflix, and I know it sounds... I read her. I read her Wikipedia th- entry before I watched the documentary because I heard about. I, I saw the documentary. Yeah. on Netflix. I was like, well, this piqued my curiosity. I read about it. I go, well, now I have to watch it because originally it was promising her dog immortality. Oh. Then it was promising her immortality. I was like, well, I've got to see how this plays out. <laughs> uh, but there's like, like, so she was so good at her job, like or the restaurant itself. That a bunch of her employees went on to become famous chefs and like, uh, like making hot sauces and things like that, and so it's pretty good. I, nice. I give it like a three and a half, three seven five. What about you? What's next for you? She didn't go the Allison Mac route. No, no, no. no. She, I was she, wondering that. Yeah. She got arrested for embezzlement. And right. She's gone. She's in. She went up the river for a little while. She yeah. might not be up there anymore. I don't know. She's like for me. She's like that. Uh, what's that? Uh, uh, I, I know I mispronounce it. Like the Serenos girl. What's her name? Uh, the 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 women the female Bill Gates that uh, turned out could not uh, could not really deliver on the uh, the medical machines. No clue. No. Oh my God! You guys don't know who this woman is. No. Uh, you go ahead with your topic, and I'll look her up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think last time I was on the show, I was talking about Jeff Perlman, the writer who did uh, Winning Time or Showtime, and then also did the sequel, The Three Ring Circus, with Kobe and. Yeah. Uh, so I did also read his book, uh, The Boys Will Be Boys, about the 90s Cowboys. I finished that. And, uh, yeah, Skip Bayless is a horrible person. I know that's not uh, probably news-breaking. Yeah, shocker. I hate Skip Bayless. I did not know. Like, one of the, so he was a, I knew he was a columnist for the Dallas Morning News, but uh, he wrote a book about the season the Cowboys won their first, or their first Super Bowl under Barry. Yeah. So I guess, or I guess the only one under Barry, because Jimmy won too, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically accuses Troy Eggman of being gay in the book and like had no repercussions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And, That's uh, the one you're reading now? Finished it. Finished it, okay. Yeah. Uh, God, I mean, if you like... All three of those books are great. I mean, honestly, if you're going to start with one of the books, or Jeff Perlman, I've read four now. The one I would start with would be uh, The Showtime, what's going on the show right now, and I've even gone back and read chapters after the episode airs yeah. just so, to be like, how did, like, what kind of really happened? Like, uh, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, Barry Switzer, yeah, he was bad. Like, yeah. Really we bad. We talked about mm-hmm. that the last episode you were on, that he was not a good guy. No. Neither was uh, our, uh, Jerry, our Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, like, was definitely, it seems like, this is why I love Jurgen so much. It's, and I get it, like, coaches, start feeding into their own egos and start thinking they walk on water. And even though it's in pro sports, honestly, if you don't got the horses, you ain't fun. And, you ain't winning fucking shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Like that's one of the reasons Pat Riley left the Lakers. Like he yeah. thought he was better than and they couldn't fucking stand him anymore. And they fired him, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, no, Jimmy got an ego. Uh, as far as any other shows I'm watching right now, I don't think there's anything. I was really shocked that Severance was over with. I will finish your pirate show. That chick, I so don't. Elizabeth Holmes Theranos. You guys don't know the Theranos story? You gotta read this shit. So she was I'm a country bumpkin. The youngest self-made billionaire 
of any woman in history. Wait, is this the uh, she, is she, Amanda Seyfried doing a show yes. on this? All right. So All she right. invented, she quote unquote invented a way of doing like rapid result at home blood tests. Yeah. Or, and then they contracted. Well, she got a billion. Do- it was all lies. She was fabricating the results mm. and everything, wow. and she's in trouble. But she dressed like uh, Steve Jobs in the black yeah, turtleneck. Black she was, she, and to this day, she still claims that she didn't do anything. But they clearly, she ripped off a, to the tune of billions of dollars. Of wow. the world. Maybe the most successful con artist of all wow. time. Oh, I know something. What's that? Uh, Christian Bale, I guess, is going to be in the new Thor movie. That's kind of cool, right? He's, yeah. uh, he's uh, more the God Butcher. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Is that guy cool? or? Oh, yeah. Super, yeah he's a good story. Yeah, it was and a really good story. Taika Waititi directed it. <laughs> so. I have no problem. Ta- like, he does a great job as Blackbeard. The episode where they go in and uh, what's his name? Nuts is in there. They go to the French place or the pomp, uh, pompous party. Hilarious episode. The Nigerian prince, a uh, little uh, jokes. Here's yeah. a, here's a problem I have with the only problem I have with the show, and I have a lot of problems with everything. Um, I'm a big uh, fan of uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik has the best joke of all time. Has an ongoing feud and hates Leslie Jones. So anytime I see Leslie Jones in anything, I automatically hate. I, I, I it drops it down a notch for me. What's the feud about? So him and Leslie Jones have never got along, and Leslie Jones does stand up, but she's also known to be a throwback to the age where you could bump people just because you were famous, and she still does it. And he said it's one thing if you're more famous and you come and ask the guy or the other comic if you can replay if you can. Uh, but she's a Ghostbuster. Yeah, yeah. He oh, and Anthony goes hard. Actually, Anthony told a story, and he would not name her, but the internet named her. So the next episode of his podcast, they, he went hard at her, hard at her, and he's like, "I don't like her. I'll never fucking like her." And she's not a professional comic. She's not even a good comic. And he goes hard at her, and like so, she came. The last pop up that happened was at uh, the comedy store. She came in and bumped. Now it's courtesy that if you do are a bigger name, you go to the person that you're going to bump and you talk to them and see if it's okay. And comics, especially in this day and age and the and the post Rogan return to the comedy store. How do you like give them a little is the, the comic store do you get paid? Or is it just if you're like, a paid regular, <clears throat> you're not paid a lot. But you are, if you're paid regularly. Like, you know, like, like at the comic store, like famous comedians show up all the time, right? Yeah. So, like, like, I would think, like, all right, so let's say Seinfeld comes and he's taking your set and you're getting paid, like, 200 bucks. Is a customer like, hey man, can I take your spot? And I'm gonna give you yeah. like, I'll give you 500. Like, like when you no, take no, a jersey. I don't, I don't know. If, like, I don't yeah. know if they pay them or not, but they typically. So it's not a, being a paid regular doesn't mean that you have to have your spot to get you. Just you are allowed to come to your show. You're on the. You, you pick what night you are. You return. So when a famous comic, because that's what the place is for. For come in, try new material. Yeah. So if a, but a Seinfeld who is a comics comic comes in, goes to Anthony Jeselnik, said, Hey Anthony. I got some new material I want to work out. Can I get 10 minutes before you? He would say, yeah, no problem. Go ahead. Well, Leslie doesn't do that, and she's done it before to uh, the Jeselnik. Well, this time, it was so much. Uh, he, he said, this was even worse. I would have rather her bumped me and not tell me. She sent just some set of some waitress to go tell him Leslie's going to take 10 minutes, and he just lost his shit. And he, oh, it wasn't even the comedy story. It was a show that 
He was paid. He was advertised to be there, so he left. He goes, I'm not performing. If they're going to do it, I'm not performing. And he refunded everybody's money that came. I would have said in the crowd and heckled. He, yeah, uh, and he was. He's very upset. He was very, and he's like, it, you know, it's one thing for a comic to do that. It'd be another thing for a good comic, and she's not even a good comic. And he said some other things that I can't, you know, regurgitate off the top of my head. But I, and, and she's been. I don't find her as funny as other be- women that have come from SNL. Again, one trick pony to me. She's sometimes. a one yeah. trick pony. The trick is not bad though. Yeah, and I didn't <clears throat> enjoy her. Nor did I. I mean, honestly, and I know it, it, it. It's hard to say this in the world we live in, but the only redeemable quality to the Ghostbuster movie for me was Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> you know, the female it, Ghostbuster yeah. movie. He's fucking hilarious. He was. In that. He was probably the best part. I didn't mind it. It did. I didn't. But he, I I didn't I didn't hate it. But he's the only it thing that stuck in my crawl. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Oh, I remember him. He's yeah. hilarious in it. Uh, but you know, and I know Paul Feig had a fit that they've released a uh, special edition of complete all Ghostbusters movies in one 4K Blu-ray. They didn't put that one in. He's like, well, sorry, buddy, it's not really part of canon. Yeah, like it doesn't have Bill Murray. Doesn't have any of them. So, uh, yeah. So she and you're right, Anthony Jelson. What was your you say you said he has the best joke of all time. The Eric Clapton joke. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh jeez. All, all a lot of Anthony's jokes are really, really good. <laughs> that clumsy little lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's you know well, there's, yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of layers of that joke. First, you gotta know who Eric Clapton is. Yeah. Not a given anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he also you know his joke that got him in trouble on Comedy Central. The uh, the Boston Marathon joke. Yeah. You know. Oh, what was that? He said, you know, the bomber hit the uh, Boston Marathon this past week and proving that there's just some lines that you shouldn't cross. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they, they got, they cut the episode and didn't allow him back for a few years. So, so good. Yeah. yeah. He, he actually, the state of New Jersey hates him. He, he don't, doesn't do shows there because apparently uh, some ca- kid from New Jersey died in a surfing accident to which a shark attacked him. And he equated it and it was around the time the dancing shark in the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> and I can't remember the joke, but he had like a great joke about it on his episode of uh, the Jeselnik Offensive. Yeah. <sighs> and so the city of New Jersey wrote like the entire the or state, of New Jersey. Sorry, the entire state yeah. of New Jersey had like a petition with a hundred thousand signatures to remove him from TV. He goes, Guess you won't be getting the gift of my stand up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh what Jay, what else you got? Um I watched Vacation Friends today. That was the job. Oh, that's a Cena. good one. That's it, a good yeah, one. it wasn't bad. Have you watched it? I have not. It's a good show. Jim it, Bender likes it. Yeah. We talked about it. I I was surprised by it. I didn't expect it to go the way it went. Who's See, the I mean, main guy seeing, in it? Not Cena, uh, but the... Uh, I can't remember, but he's all... I mean, it's fun. It's a yeah. fun, fun... Oh, is it, that, uh, oh, is it Hannibal? Yes. No, no it's no, not, not Hannibal. Hannibal. It's uh, one of the other black guys. But, yeah, we were... We've already established. After, they all look the same, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, got it. Uh... While you're looking it up, I'll real quick tell you my stand-up story I was going to tell you. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but T.I. has been... Uh, L- L- Lil Ray Howry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lil oh, Ray right. from uh, from Get Out and things like yeah. that, right? Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Get Out. He was in Free Guy. He was Buddy. That's right. Real quick, T.I.'s been doing stand-up. He's trying to get into a world stand-up, and people say he's kind of funny, but... He ran the light by 20 minutes so much that they had to come and tap him on the shoulder at the comedy store last week. And some woman made a reference to him and his wife in a stand-up show. Like, she was introducing them, and she made a joke about their assault allegation, sexual assault allegation on their 
you know, swinging. And he came out and started bitching at her. And at first she was like kind of, you know, uh, acquiescing and letting it go. And then finally she goes, you know, motherfucker, this is actually my stage. This is my arena. Fuck you. And she goes back at him hard and T.I. loses his shit. So the crowd boos him off the stage. Oh. So his sta- and so he's been getting booed a lot because he's been appearing on the bills of some rap shows. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been letting the crowds know that he's coming there to do a stand up. Uh. And they are not digging it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they're, they're verbally smacking him. That's right. There you go. <laughs> what do you got? What, 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 what about that? Uh, so Vacation Friends. It was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, it's um, John Cena's wife is hot. In that movie, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But his uh, boyfriend's out too. No, uh, you should watch it. I think you'd dig it. Yeah, I, I, any after Peacemaker, anything John Cena, you say. Hey, have you I, watched Blockers? I've watched parts of it. He's I hilarious it. I in it. it. Uh, I got one for you. All right. Uh, speaking of rom coms, uh, the Lost City or whatever it's called. Yeah, the, the Sandra Bullock. Sandra. Apparently, it's getting good reviews. Yeah, it did. And I'll tell you who its biggest endorsement was, and something I didn't know existed. My buddy Dusty, friend of the show, he turned me on to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Substack. Yeah, he's got a Substack, and his weekend one coming out of the weekend is not. It's all about pop culture. It's not. He Wait, does, so what's a Substack? It's a new uh, <clears throat> subscription page yeah, like to mail list. Yeah, mail list, or you get their newsletter every week. Well, okay. Kareem's got yes, he has a political and, and spiritual one, but he also has one on Mondays. It's his weekend review where he does a movie, a music, a book, something like three, four to five things that he enjoyed, uh, including Warren Ellis comic books. He, really, it's his favorite right one of his favorite writers. Does he talk about uh, winning title? He. Yeah, not that I've seen so far, but he he reviewed. He's in Kareem's words, the he goes and you know it's, it's, it may surprise people that I'm a big fan of rom coms. He goes, they've been over the last few years, they've been replaced by the buddy comedy, which is essentially the same thing, except the two main figures are friends. He goes, but if you just want some lighthearted fun, there is absolutely no reason that you should ever avoid this movie. It's a delight. I laughed. I enjoyed all the performances. Like. Hey, if Kareem's in. I'm fucking in. You and know, I, I want to see it based off the pre uh, the trailer, trailer that was alone. before Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt is in it for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. Why are you so good looking? My Wait, dad it, was a weatherman. Is, it, <laughs> is that the one where uh, Harry Potter was the bad guy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I and he, has he shed off Harry Potter yet? You know, I Harry don't think Potter? so. Anyway. He's been in a lot. Well, I don't think he wants to shed it. I think he embraces that he's Harry Potter, but he also He's does. not running away from it. But he hasn't gotten Harrison Ford on But it. he did that one movie, uh, Two Guns, which was fucking great. Yeah. Where Akimbo. The gu- Kimbo. Yeah, Guns yeah. Akimbo. Yeah. Uh, where the guns were bolted to his hands. Oh, yeah. And he's got to murder a bunch of people. Uh, and that also- movie where he's like the dead body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah one, that's, that's a good, a good one. one. Uh, he, you know, he's Him done- and Paul Dano, who played Riddler. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot that was him. Yeah, he's done a good job. He's yeah, he's getting there's close. A, there's he, a, he does a lot of quirky things though, so that I think that's what makes him stand yeah, out. There's a rom com with uh, uh, I can't remember the girl's name. You'd know her if I you know her by looks, but it's on Amazon Prime. It's worth. It's like what now? That's a good independent rom com. Yeah. Uh, a little more on the the seriousness, but understated jokes. Yeah, he's very good at that. Okay. He's very good at that. Check it out. Check it out. Take it out now. You got anything else? You got anything else? You got anything before we close up? Let's go. I, I, I normally go to the comic book since Tom's here. I read the Young Bucks autobiography. Uh, I have a signed copy, sadly. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I got it for Christmas from my wife. So you you mentioned it on the show last week. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. finished it, but you hadn't finished. Yeah, it was really good. It was an interesting look at 
independent wrestling and how they make absolutely nothing. Because yes. even when they were getting big, they were getting like $200 a match. Yeah. And they'd have to travel across the country to do all these matches. And you see in BTE, like, yeah. we've been we've been awake for 46 hours and we're wrestling a match and we're going to sleep for three hours and get back on a plane. Yeah, I mean, you got to give the Bucks and Cody credit. They, you know, like, I bet Danhausen probably makes... Fifty or sixty a year. Yeah, but he's on the road two hundred fifty nights. Oh yeah, yeah. Now he's finally getting some pay. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. the AEW checks rolling in, which, which are. But well, let's this thing goes a hook. I don't know if I'm going to. Yeah. Hey, you know what though? It'd be a good. The the good news is that it's a program hooks in. Yeah. The QT Marshall one fell flat. Yeah. And it uh it was boring. It was the natural progression for where you want to go with hook. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you want hook to be a year from now? Uh, I I mean he needs stories. Uh, I just think QT Marshall sucks at everything he's involved. in. I disagree. In. I think he is Ugh. a perfect low card heel. No, yeah. I don't mind him being a low card heel. I just didn't find anything about it. And I well, I, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. You know where it's gonna go. But and I know you're you're all he, in on Hook, and I think oh, he's I got some great matches. But I think that his gimmick wears thin if he doesn't. If he doesn't but say anything, a, so Danhausen could be what brings it out of him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, the slow build within is gonna. Uh, tell, I'm telling you, man. I'm 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 putting a lot. Of, if Hook is a stock, whoo, who am I buying a lot I, of? I'll Hook. tell you this. He, I'm gonna say it right now. Go ahead. I don't see Hook as a champ, a world champ, like ever. But they, but so, but he's also young. Okay, but think hey. about think about this, and we, and we're a little bit wrestling uh, nerds here. Do you see Hangman being a champ eight years ago? Do you know who Hangman was? Oh, yeah, I knew who he was. I don't. I didn't. No, I didn't necessarily see him as champ. But also, the only problem with that, I didn't see an organization like AEW sure, turn around. Fair either, enough. So. Yeah. I mean, Hook's what twenty yeah, two. Yeah, he's got room to go. Oh, I think uh, he's, he's sometimes you got it. You got it, baby. And you got to remember, some Ricky Starks is like thirty six. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a lot older than people give him. Credit for by this time next year. There's a year, lot of 35 and older wrestlers yeah. in AEW that yes. people would be very, and well, in, hell, in WWE, there's a lot of 40 and over. That Cody's would, young for WWE. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I'm telling you, a year from now, a Hook versus Ricky Starks program for the for Taz's love. <laughs> and Taz's belt. And Taz's belt. So that belt. would be entertaining. Yeah, that would. Belt. But I don't think you can really say what he's going to be until he actually starts talking I, on the mic. I also... I don't know, man. I, I think the mystique is going to last for a little while. So for me... Uh, Goldberg, for, William. Oh, well, yeah, but... So here's the thing. It's a different age. Hook does not... Here's the other thing. Hook's moveset. The thing with Goldberg's moveset, and the reason you could keep that going, is Goldberg could do that to 400-pound guys. Hook's yeah. moveset will not work no. on big guys. It's not gonna. Well, sure, but and so he's gonna. But have this to, isn't the land of giants either. No, but he's gonna. I mean, there's he, guys. He, he gonna take much to throw fucking Adam Cole or Punk no, or no, Brian. That's accurate. But Hobbs and you know and and Keith Lee. Keith Lee. It ain't gonna work. Yeah, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I've, I'm not in on Keith Lee either. So. Oh, I, I love Keith Lee. I like Keith Lee, and I liked him in NXT. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see the end game here either. Uh, oh, ROH. Yeah, 100%. But that goes back to a lot of the booking recently. Yeah. I mean, I've just felt like a lot of the booking is flat. Yeah, you're right. You got. I think that's the key, is they bringing these guys in, and they've had a lot of big stories, and that 
pay-per-view or page one, everything after that has been a little... So a year ago at this time, it was very exciting because they had a lot of good long-term stories, and it's all it all felt homegrown. But then all of a sudden, WWE released a lot of people. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they come in, and you get guys that get buried. Like, I'm Brian Cage is okay. He's okay at best. Yeah. yeah. But he got buried very quickly. He, he, but time, he was he was buried faster than it was surprisingly faster, but considering that he's been over in other organizations yeah. and you would have thought they could have found a way and they didn't. Yeah. Well I would say he had a great match with Darby. Yeah. He had a great match with Hanger. Um yeah. and he's actually pretty charismatic when I've heard him on podcasts, but again, he's our age. Yeah. So he just didn't. Also, I don't think he really got over. Yeah. He, he, they try to turn him face, and when you got I, a guy like Wardlow who's like three inches taller and has again, I, I'll has, be honest yeah. with you, I don't know where this that one's going either. Oh, Wardlow. I think he's got some work to do in the mic, but he's getting there. I think so too. But I, I just again talking about the land of giants and where AEW is. He is a big guy in AEW. Um, he's he was a, as a valet or a, a security or whatever I mean, they call it a heater. A heater. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you see him being the heavyweight champion of the world, Wardlow? Yes. Oh, see, I don't. I not yet. The, also, it is too much of a ripoff of of uh, for me of Brock Lesnar, and it's not thinly like it's instead of Suplex City, it's Powerbomb City for him, and it's the same kind of squashes and it's, it's you know the, wrestling is he, all he about jumped from top Virgil to, yeah. to Brock. And Very he quick. doesn't. Well, no, he and he's not Brock no. Lesnar. He does he's, not have Brock Lesnar's it's, talent. It's yet. Diesel. He's Diesel. Yeah, could be. I could see that as Diesel, but also Kevin Nash was ungodly charismatic. Yeah, and I don't think I Wardlow would say, is. Yes, he's definitely more. I mean, but Kevin Nash, you could argue, is top fifteen most charismatic. Yeah, of all I mean, time. and yeah, wrestling brains. And and you know, so anyway, we we've talked about wrestling long enough. If yeah. we have nothing else, let's let's. Put the train in the station. Well, hey, you know those St. Louis Blues are pretty much either going to be the number two or three seed yeah. in the Central. Uh, we'll it's what's playing. the difference between the two or three right now for them? Just what do they got to do? I don't even know. It's, I mean, are they, is it, they can't catch Colorado or, and they're too far ahead of the. But I mean, four. so it's like they're, they're, they're five playing, or six seed is who they're playing. They're right? either playing. Yeah, no, no, I just know what I meant was like, is a two or three a big deal for one and two? Are they in danger of dropping to three? Can they just coast? So in hockey, it's the there's two divisions in your conference. Yep. One through three, and then the two wild cards can come from either conference right. to kind of protect you know if one division stinks and not screw somebody over. So they're not going to catch Colorado in their division. They're too far ahead of the wild card team. So they're either going to play the wild at home or the wild will have the advantage in the seven game series. We'd so, like to play the at home is what we that want, would be so. that would be ideal. Yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah, you know when's this playoff start and how long? Uh, first week of May. Okay. All so right. probably looking at May fifth or sixth. So we have how many games left? Eight, maybe. Yeah. Okay, they've been pretty hot recently, though. They have compared to what they were like. Yeah, played some dog shit teams too. That's okay. Yeah. It's good to finish on a high note, yeah. no matter what. Hey, the big thing is high blue note. High blue note. So yeah. All right, what do you got? Anything else? So there is no bender. No. There, Let's. I, I no, no, I'm saying. I'm saying. So we'll you didn't jump the gun. Off, <laughs> we'll start off with you. Let's go blue. Because everyone's waiting for this. Bye. Oh, yeah. They just got to get through it to the. I'm playing music, by the way. And there we go.